0: hello thank you for joining this class this is the second class of the new believers classes and the topic is key facts about salvation so in this class we want to discuss some eight important things or facts that you must understand and you must know regarding salvation so this is um, information that is gonna help you to come to a place where you understand why you need to be saved and why God needed to do all the arrangements he did for your salvation. So now that you are a born-again Christian, it's important to fully understand your new life in Christ and build up on what God has begun in your life. So if you don't um, understand some of these things, you are still born again, but you would be sometimes missing out on what God has arranged for you and sometimes open to the attacks of the enemy in the areas that you are not fully um, understanding or what God was doing and what God is doing. So the first thing is that we human beings are sinners by birth and by our lives. So this is the first important thing that you must know is that the Bible says that we human beings are sinners by birth and by our lives. The Bible says in Romans 3 verse number 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of god and we sin and come short of the glory of god by birth and by our lives so let me explain this so we are sinners by birth. this um may sound unfair in that well i've just been born i don't know um i've not said anything i've not stolen any sugar in my mother's kitchen i've not done anything naughty how come is say that I'm a sinner. You know, um, whatever country you were born in, you became a nationality of that country by birth. And some people were born in very rich countries. Some people were born in very poor countries. And it's the same way that we, we don't choose who gave birth to us. And by us coming, um, being born in a certain region of the world, you are, you are open to certain type of problems which are not available which are not possible in other regions of the world so the same way when you are born by a sinner uh, which Adam and Eve were every human being who was born um, by Adam and Eve or by Noah who are all sinners is a sinner by their birth you know Be- because they were born by a sinner they are also a sinner so that's the first way so naturally the natural you is a sinner by bed without you doing anything then the second thing is by our lives there's a statement which says that um, no one is perfect you know uh, perfection is a difficult thing even those who act it out it's actually an act out because it's not possible so let me explain perfection with this so let's say god was expecting you to get a hundred percent in a maths or mathematics or arithmetic test and then uh, according to the standards, fifty percent is a pass. Um, depending on which country you are in, um, some countries thirty percent is a pass. Um, depending on whatever the examination board, eighty percent is an A grade or ninety percent is an A grade. So God is expecting to get a hundred percent, and then you do very well. Let's say you get seventy-two. Still, you are missing some marks. That's what it means to be falling short of the, of the of the glory of God. That God was expecting you to be at 100. This is the level of God. This is the way God is. This is where he wants you to be. And then you have scored 42. And some of us have scored 13. Some of us have scored 3 out of 100. So that's what it means that people have fallen short of the glory of God. So by our lives and by, being, by where we are born and by who gave birth to us, human beings are sinners. So I, I want you to know this and understand this, that... We are sinners by birth and by our life. Then the second point, which is important, is the Bible teaches that the good things we do are seen as filthy rags that cannot please God. So even when human beings try and do something that is good, when God looks at it, he sees it as filthy rags. And it also may sound unfair, but how come? I'm actually trying to do something nice, and how can God see it as filthy rags? Let me, let me explain this to you. Let's read the scripture in Isaiah 4, verse 6. The Bible says, But we are all as an unclean thing, and all our filthy, uh, all our righteousness is filthy rags. So let me give you two illustrations. Number one is, we have this person who is very dirty, um, like outward looking, maybe they stay in the street or whatever and they look very dirty and they're not not smelling nice and this person um, has a cake and, and they've been with this cake let's say for three days, now they're bringing out this cake maybe for your present, it's likely that the cake will be smelling, it's likely that the cake will not be so nice looking it's because of the place where it's coming out, you know, there are some plates or cups when even if the water inside is clean because of the plate or the cup is coming from it's not attractive anymore so because we human beings are sinners we are not good people we are not uh, correct before god whatever is produced by such a vessel or by such a person cannot be a good thing that's the first thing the second illustration is i, I stay in a city where there's um there's a food court somewhere in my town where a lot of street um, children uh, kind of patronize or come to that area because a lot of lovers come to that area to eat out to uh, buy each other nice things so i've noticed one day as i was uh, standing somewhere looking at these people i noticed that these street people these street children they approach Couples, young couples who are walking together, were strolling either inside the food shop or out, or going out, and they go and they talk to the men and say, "Hey, I'm looking for maybe school fees. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to. Can you help me?" And I noticed that all the people who gave them out, who gave them something, not that they, not that they are not intending good or whatever, but I, I imagined me um maybe with my with a with a new girl that i'm trying to convince that i i I like them you know like as a young person trying to propose to and they've taken your, your girlfriend or whatever on a date night and then this young kid comes with a very sad story and then they're asking for for money so most of the times the people would respond and give um money to these kids not because they are compassionate about the children, but because they want to make a good impression to their girlfriend or to their wife or to whoever they are moving around with. So these kids have also observed this phenomenon that people give out because of the people they are with. So when they see a, a, a gentleman walking alone, they don't approach him. When they see a, a young lady walking alone, they may not approach him. But when they see this a boy and a girl or a man and a woman coming in, they are Push those because they are likely to give for the impression that they want to create the person that they're moving. In. So in the end, the whole giving that has happened is a good thing, but it's not a nice thing because the intention is not a, not a clean intention. And, and even though the, the gift has come through, you, you can see that even God cannot bless such a giving because as his giving is probably cursing the child for, for asking at such a critical time. I guess you understand what I'm saying. So this is why even the good things we do as human beings, some of the most evil intentions are found in good looking people and some of the most good intentions are found in some of the, in our standards some of the evil most evil people have very good intentions so i need you to know that there is nothing that we as human beings can do to make god happy number three is we can never be whole enough because we're conceived in sin like i explained earlier because this is our nature this is how we came to the world we can never be whole enough psalms 51 verse 5 the bible says behold I was sharpened iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me so that's how i came that's how i am that's 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 how i was brought into this world and it's part of my of my 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 nature that i'm a sinner so we can't ever get a hundred percent we can't ever um get to the level that god wants us to be then fact number four is that the bible teaches teaches us that Uh, tells us that none of us can receive salvation by doing anything in particular. Um, Let's read uh, Ephesians 2 verse 8. The Bible says, For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves. Now, I want you to know that there is no prayers that you can pray to be saved. There is no Bible quotations you can quote to be saved. There is no church service you can be attending so that you can be saved. There is nothing in this world you can do but all of us are saved by the grace of god so what does this mean it means that all the salvation way that is true salvation in the world is received by those who only went to god and asked for it and said lord please save me by your grace. They don't go to God and say, Lord, you said I should pray nine times, I prayed nine times, please can I have my salvation? It's not a right, it's not a claim. It's something that we go and ask God for and he does for us and he gives it to us. So all of us are saved by the grace of God not because we went to this school not because we are from this country not because we have not stolen the past four years not because we have new principles of having one girlfriend at a time none of these seemingly good things can save you so i wanted to know that your salvation and your entering into heaven is based only on you believing jesus christ who have died for you and thus the grace of God, which you receive through faith. And that's the only way you can be saved. So you may not be, you may not have been sinning from January till now. You may not have been sinning for the past nine years. But if you are not born again, no matter how much principled and straight looking and straight living you have been, you cannot be saved by anything you do. We are only saved by receiving Jesus Christ as a personal Savior. And that's the grace of God that we are talking about. That's fixed number. So number five says, we are not saved by our good works, but by our faith in Christ. Romans ten verse nine says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in your heart that God has believed you has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So we are saved by our faith in Christ, not of any good work that we are ever going to do. That's that's something very important. And fact number six is God will definitely punish the sins of men with cases with sicknesses and separation from God both now and forever in the lake of fire. Now there is punishment for the sins of men, you know, and 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 sometimes the Bible says in Ecclesiastes, sometimes because the punishment of God takes time. This, the hearts of the children of men have set themselves or are determined to do what is wrong. You know, there is a lot of punishment in the world today. Just that there is a long period sometimes between the day you sin and the day of a punishment such that our simple human minds are unable to relate the evil we did nine years ago and the incidents we're experiencing today. So this, in this, we, we're talking about cases. We're talking about sicknesses and then the last one which is the strongest one is separation from god you know separation from god may sound like wow it's just a simple thing uh, separated so so what you uh, will be separated but you will be living do you know that the definition of death is just separation when a person is dead we can't talk to them again we can't find out how they are feeling we we can't we can't even show them a picture we are separated from them, completely from the earth. So when you are separated from God, you will never see God. That's what it means to be dead, and you will be um, invalid. You will be out there somewhere, completely separated. In fact, in the human uh, prison system, when you have been arrested, when you are when you are not a human being in the world, you will be arrested and they will put in prison. That's level one of separation. When you are not inside the prison. They'll put what they call um, con- in confinement, you know, complete confinement. And usually, it's uh, it may be some hall or a dark place somewhere. So you are put in solitary confinement for some time, as punishment inside the jail. And usually, the most hard and naughty and difficult men will crack down in solitary confinement. So separation is one of the highest level of punishment to a soul we human because we human beings are interactive we we socialize we talk to each other we communicate so when you're in a place where there is no communication it's just you yourself no talking no listening nothing just you and you'll be thinking and thinking sleep and wake up and it will be bad so separation from god is one of the greatest punishments i want you to know that the punishment of god is coming it might look like God is not interested in punishing people today. People are doing a lot of wrong things and they're getting away with it. But there is a curse and there is a sickness and there is a separation which God has prepared for those who are doing wrong and evil in the world. And the level, the last level, is now is in the being thrown into the lake of fire. So let's read in um, uh, Revelations 21 verse 8. But the fearful, the unbelieving the abominable the and murderers and warmongers and sorcerers and idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone which is the second death now this scripture describes the punishments that god is going to give to the world of those who have not believed in jesus christ who have not had their sins cleansed by the power of God and by the blood of Jesus. This is what God is going to do them at the end. So I want you to know that God is very patient and is, he might give you 83 years to repent. And if you don't, it's not like he has forgotten. The punishment will come. You know, one of the things is that in the world, um, there's a Shona statement which says, um, which means any crime that has been committed cannot be undone. So if you committed a crime 45 years ago and it's discovered today and there's evidence of that crime, you'll still be punished for it. If you committed a crime uh, 33 years ago and it is discovered today and you are convicted of that crime, you'll be punished for it. So it doesn't matter that you didn't fornicate last week. It doesn't matter that uh, you have stopped uh, doing wrong for the past nine years. If you once did something, that punishment is waiting for you. And this is why... Every human being needs to confess their sins to God and needs to give their life to God for the remissions of sins done yesterday, done being done currently, and done many years ago. Because all those records of the wrongs done, whether in private or secret or far or near, they are clear to God. And God has a concise, complete record of them. And this is why every human being needs to be saved. Because with there is no way you can delete your past. There is no way you can you can change what you did when you were in college. There is no way you can change what you did when you were in primary school. There is there is no way you can go back to change it. So the only way to have a difference from now into the future is to wipe, get your sins wiped away by the blood of Jesus, by being born again, by receiving Christ as your pastor. So this is why salvation is such an important thing that if you don't have it there's no reason there's nothing else that you should be chasing except to make sure that you are truly saved and you've got all your sins in the past and in the now covered and all your future sins have a guarantee of being forgiven by God if you confess it now the next reason is there are two reasons why God decided to save us the first reason is God decided to save us because He loves His creation you know if you I have children by the grace of God if my child does something wrong I told him yesterday don't do this he does it three times the next day there are times that I cannot punish my children because even if uh, because I love them even if I know exactly that this is what they've done and they deserve so many isolation whatever pa- whatever uh, punishment or naughty corner whatever punishment they deserve. Because I'm a parent and I love my children, there are punishments that I lift off from them. So because God loves his creation and he saw that our state now, we cannot be saved, he made a way for us to be saved so that he can have his children back again. Unfortunately, God cannot undo his word. So after he had said that when you sin, you shall be separated, that was the truth and all of us are worthy of that separation, he made then aware that those who choose to believe that Jesus died for them, should not go to the separation. So it's open to everybody in the world. Those who take it will be blessed. Those who ignore it shall face the consequences of ignoring. The second reason why God decided to save us is God uh, decided to save us uh, because we could not save ourselves through good deeds like church membership, religion, or our own righteousness. There's no good deed you can do, my friend. There's no good deed I can do. Even this preaching and teaching I'm doing to you does not make me Eh, 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 end salvation with god because I, it can't save me it can't save me what can save me is the death of jesus christ and my, my soul and my spirit being cleaned by the blood of jesus and me being written in the lamb's book of life because i've received jesus christ as my personal savior is the only reason i can be saved so god did it because i couldn't save myself so you see this from um, Uh, 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 the scripture we read in Isaiah, which says even the good things we try to do, they are are seen as filthy rags. So what would be the hope of such a person? No hope because God saw that I couldn't save myself. The next and the last reason for this lesson is Jesus had to come and die on the cross for us because the bible teaches that without the shedding of blood there is no forgiveness of sins. Now I want you to know that forgiveness of sins is possible but it is within um it is possible within the determined roots or the determined ways that is going to happen so the bible says in hebrews 9 but almost all things are by the law paged with blood and without shedding of blood is no remission what does this mean this means when you have sinned there's only one way for that sin to be deleted or to be removed off the record and that way is through blood. That is purged with blood. For this reason, this is why in the old in the old agreement or the Old Testament, people used to kill God's cows and uh, sheep to get their sins atoned. So the blood of that animal would then represent their blood or their life to to clean off them. The, the the sins now the death of jesus christ this is why jesus had to die because when jesus died on the cross he died so that his blood can be the blood that pages away our sin or that cleans that cleanses away our sin or the one that um, remits our sins or removes sin from us so this is why jesus had to die so If you do not accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior, you are simply saying that you want to use your own blood to get your sins cleaned. And when your own blood is being used to clean your sins, it means that when your blood is used, it means that you, as the life being used, you are banished from the presence of God. When you are banished from the presence of God, you are being cast into hell. So in the end, everybody's everybody's sins is going to be paid. I have my sins being paid by jesus some other people are going to pay for their own sins and they pay for their own sins by going to hell my friend you have made the right decision by choosing jesus christ to be the one who shall pay for your sins so that at the end of time 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 your sins will not be found anymore for they have been cleansed by the blood of jesus but all those who are wanting to take care of themselves, who decided not to accept the cleaning that Jesus is doing for the whole world or is ready to do for the whole world and they want to do it for themselves, shall be put in the lake of fire because their blood shall be used to clean their own sins before God and their life is the one that shall be sacrificed for them to be clean and unfortunately, once you go to hell, you can't go, you can't come back so you are punished for your sins and you go and you go forever that, so I want you to take these facts about salvation and hold them close to your heart. Listen to this lesson over and over again and for you to appreciate what Jesus has done for you and what God achieved by getting you born again. A great and mighty miracle it is and how complicated this thing is so that you can appreciate Jesus dying for you and Jesus giving his life for you. God bless you for listening and let's pray as we exit. Father, thank you for my friend my brother and my sister my uncle and my father and my mother who are listening i pray for your blessing over their lives lord make us thankful for salvation make us grateful for the things you have done no matter what else we don't have in the world no matter what else doesn't go our way in the world if we have salvation we have your greatest gift We have your greatest miracle right in our hands and our names are written in the book of life. What a great God you are, what a loving father you are for you to make a way for us in this way that we should receive salvation and be saved forever. Thank you for making a way for us because we couldn't save ourselves, we couldn't do good, we couldn't do what is right, but you saw our weakness and you reached out to us through Jesus Christ and you gave your life for us and you died for us that we may be saved, that we might live that we might enjoy eternal life what a blessing it is to have a loving father to you and for me and my friend who is listening to have known of this love to walk in it and to live by it in this world of the living thank you father for this great lesson and for this great time to protect my friend from all the works of the devil in the name of Jesus let his mind be open to understand the deep things of God let a hunger be given to him or her to understand, to, 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 be, to seek more of the things of God. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Wow. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. See you in the next lesson. Pastor Trust. Bye.